You're listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian. You can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. Welcome to Science Boobies, uh, the only podcast that can promise and deliver boobies. This is your co-host, Brian, and uh, your co-host, Jen. Say hi. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Oh, you're so sweet. Do you know, Jen, that whenever I call you and you answer, you always answer the phone as if you've just, like, taken a hit off a phone? Whoa. I just had a bit of feedback there. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> no, this this is what she sounds like. This is what she sounds like when when you call her and go, "Hey, Jen." She goes, oh, "Hi," <laughs> which is totally. Awesome. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say because I just whenever you call me, I'm just in such a good mood because we get to talk <laughs> you're about finish, You're just finishing up a, a bong hit, okay? Whenever I call you, <laughs> well, it's um, not technically legal yet. So even though Trudeau ran on this platform of wheat legalization, it was a bit mm. of a it was a bit of a bait and switch. So yeah. I feel like the average person is pretty excited for that. So let's um, push off for that legalization okay. date. Okay. Meaning Maybe what? we can do a show on it then. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. All right. Um, let me see here. Um, I got a question for you, Jen, that maybe you could answer me since you're so smart. <laughs> According to the podcast website, I am not wrong about anything. Is that what it says? So, yes. So, since you're so smart, I have a, a math question for you. That I have, from time to time, uh, proposed to different people in, over the last 20 years. And okay. no one's given me the right answer, the right answer being the answer I think it should be. Everyone's always giving me the other answer. So um, I want to see if you're going to be among the, the throngs that give me the, the wrong answer. Are you ready? Let's hear it. All right. If I take the number one, and every hour I add 10% to that number. Okay. So after, after one hour, it's 1.1. The second hour, it's 1.11. The third hour, it's 1.11. What? It's a mistake. It's already a mistake? Well, you have to define if you're defining your 10% relative to the primary or the secondary measurement. Otherwise, you create a logic vortex. All you're saying is that 10% of the total or 10% of the original number. Right. So because 10% of the original, the original number. Then it's 1.11111. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's, it's a percent of the original. Thank you okay. for critiquing my fucking question before I even finished it, Jen. I just don't want to waste any time. I know the viewers are, you know, they're, they're salivating. The listeners, the listeners. We've been basically not giving answers for five episodes. It's well, you're going to get an answer. It's been you being evasive. You're going to have to give an answer to this one. So, okay. <laughs> so, after every hour, 10% of the original number is added, so... Uh, after hour three, it's 1.111 or whatever. Hour four. So, okay. So, you have that 
that sequence, right? But that's right? not ten percent. You know, it's like one percent. It's ten percent of the original much. number. Ten well, percent of the original number. Whatever math language you have to use to define that, that's what it is. Okay. Okay. Sure. okay. Now I want you to take that equation, and I want you to add infinity. Okay. And tell me, will I ever get to two? So, given that there's a psychological element to this. No, 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 no. This is all hardcore chalkboard, charcoal paper math. This is, there's no emotion. You know full well that I'm going to tell you that it depends on what your definition of infinity is. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my slash, God. Slash. Slash. Right. I feel like maybe this is a little bit like your whole last thing that you that whether we were still dead, if you, what was it? If I get killed. If you're killed today, are you still alive in the past? Exactly, yes. Okay, so that was a little more abstract. This is pretty basic. This is like math 101, Jeff. This is literally like third grade math, okay? 1.1111111 does not reach two, no matter how far you go in that direction of ones. But, 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 but. If you're always filling a cup, eventually the cup's going to get full. The glass is going to be full, and that's what you're doing. Right. And out well, to you're infinity. Talking about serious convergence. You're talking about serious convergence, and it's one of those things where if you have too little, then we'll never get filled. If the amount of, okay, if it's a glass and the amount of empty space in the glass is always decreasing, eventually that number has to get to zero. Just like eventually the amount of, of digits available, less than two is going to be becoming smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually the only thing left to do is advance it to two. And now it this only works with infinity. Limit. It has a well-defined limit. What? It has a well-defined limit. Well, yeah, no shit. I just said two. It's not two, though. It's less than that. You can prove that 1.1 repeat is less than 1.5. You can prove that it's less than... You know, one point one 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 two. But that works if you're talking about finite time. But we're talking about infinity here. That means forever <laughs> you'll be adding well, that number. Well, if you just throw an infinity wherever the hell you want, you can basically make anything true. Hence the problems with modern physics, where it's like, oh, we don't know what's going on. Okay, let's like put a singularity there. Okay, man, let's put a singularity there. You want to talk about smoking weed and coming up with crappy ideas? Yeah, and you wouldn't know anything about the smoking weed part, right? I'm just saying that if you want a universe without singularity, then you should really have a universe. If you're truly trying to describe the universe, why does it need to have a place where the mathematical laws break down? Is it, well, no, no, that wrong? They're not breaking down. I'm saying it would take infinity to well, reach Well, that's a singularity. It's no, like, okay, listen, this false thing, and then I'll just add this, this singularity, and now all of a sudden it's true. No, I'm adding infinity out of necessity only. Well, then it can just mean anything you want. So you can say, oh, well, it's like three now or four. So it's just, it's, it's completely, it's just, it's logic without, a, without any um, self-consistency. Okay, so you two are going to tell me that I will never get to two. 1.9 repeat. There is a way to prove that that's two. Okay, that's the same thing. That's what you just it's proved my point. Thing. It's the same thing. Well, yes, one it is. One is not equal to nine, so they can't be the same thing. So you're you're just you're imagining that these things are increasingly bigger, but they're not. They're increasingly smaller. So every 
every additional bit is less than every other additional bit. So, of course, it can never fill the, the thing. If it's not full enough to begin with, and there's always less being put in, then... But if, you're, it, but if you draw this, this thought experiment out to infinity... If you, well, because then you get down to the level of a single atom, right, which this experiment doesn't actually take into account that fact of reality that there are... We're not even... Atoms. No, 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 no. We're not talking about atoms here. We're talking about numbers. And there is no limit to the number of digits that you can go past zero, past, you know, zero right, but point. there is a limit to the number of atoms you can go. So if but you we're not want talking to... about atoms. No, no, no. We're well, not talking about... Because this is right not an now atom you're using your physical intuition to solve a, magi... math... Sorry, a mathematical a logical problem. problem. It is a bit magical to me, but I didn't want to say anything. It just sort of slipped oh, out. <laughs> Um, yeah. You made All me lose right. my hey. thought. <laughs> saying no. If you to perpetually put an atom into a bowl, eventually yeah. it would get filled. Well, that's Therefore, what we're doing. Actually, this is a way to prove that reality cannot be modeled with mathematics because on some level is finite. You, and you, mathematics are infinite. You want to know why it works? I'll tell you. Okay. Because it... Just, you just expand your brain to... No, 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 no. Okay, you want to talk about atoms? Okay, fine. So an at if, if we define an atom as the smallest particle that we're going to say exists, then why can't we do this? Why can't we say the smallest numeric particle that can exist is the last fractional number that's added to create, or to advance the number to two? That's the atom. So I as long as the final secret so that patent trolls wouldn't steal it. But listen, if, if the final numeric fraction that, that advances the number to two is the smallest numerical fraction possible, the atom of, of numbers, so to speak, then it does work because eventually, like you said, if you fill a, um, a glass with atoms, it'll become full. So if you yeah. keep filling that number with that smallest numeric particle, which you only actually see that particular smallest particle at the very, very end, then it would work. Then you would get the two. It would take infinity, though. Mm -hmm. it, would, it would take a long time. It would take you beyond that coordinate system, which is... Oh, the way my God. No, no, no. Just give us a break from that, Jen. Please, just for one week. Just please, no coordinate systems. We could take the advice of um, Trotsky99. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, our first review. Uh, hey, if, if, if you're listening, if you're listening, thank you for the review. And um, and uh, sorry, you only gave us one star, but you know. Please whatever. learn science. Give up Marxism. It's a false coordinate system. It's suppressor. It's just meant to make you oppressed. Yeah. It poisons your mind. There's so much better stuff out there. All right. So to conclude okay. this first. Uh, to conclude this first thought experiment, uh, you were saying that you, that you agree that eventually we'll get the two, right? Depends if you're modeling it based on individual particles or a continuous numerical spectrum, which as we've demonstrated... Uh, no, not both. 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 Well, you want to have the convergence of that. Isn't convergence a good thing? This is, isn't that what we want in this universe, convergence? Well, shouldn't this prove to you that it's not possible, but for at the small limit? It's possible if the final numeric fraction is the smallest numeric fraction possible. And we could just say it is, 
because there is well, no that's smallest. That's the nature of inductive proofs, because mathematical logic rests on something called inductive proof, and the specific, the, the central aspect of that is that the distance from one number to the next number is always the same. Yes, and if you but, transpose that logic onto what you're describing here, which is an infinite series, to be able mm -hmm. to sort of slice in further and further size-wise, there yeah. does come a limit to that. Therefore, all your mathematical no, proofs that brought you to that point would no longer hold. because they No, would be we based define the stuff. limit. I define the limit. I do. <laughs> okay. No, any, anyone can. Because there is no smallest numeric particle. The only time you could theoretically reach the smallest numeric particle is if you add infinity. So that this, this equation works when you add <laughs> no, infinity. Therefore, you sense. will get to two. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Why do you get this? Here's the logical way to look at this, okay? So right. if we want to model this as, can I put 1.1 repeat um, into a two, like 1.1 repeat liters of water into a two liter jug? Can I do yeah. that? And so you're like, oh, let's go. Let's do the 1.1 repeat. And then you get to the point where you're splitting atoms. Literally, each, each successive term in your series is the size of an atom. And if you, if you agree that your series has to go on indefinitely, which is what you've said, you've postulated it's an infinity and that you're willing to shove infinity no matter way, how it takes to butter up the situation to fit it through the door of causality. <laughs> so at this point. That's me buttering up. Buttering up equations to shove them through the door of causality. I should, I should put that on, on a T-shirt. <laughs> that should be on your business card. Yes, yes. So you get to that point where it is, that, it is at that small limit, and each time you're adding a new atom, if you let that process go on long enough, it will eventually go to a two-liter size simply because there are only so many atoms that can fit into that physical space. But then you're well, sort of... You're sort of proving that one point, like that, that experiment proves that 1.1 repeat equals two, which means false, which means that the continuous numerical system of there being a, like it being continuous between two numbers is obviously not actually how reality works. It, it's actually a good thought experiment to prove that reality isn't what we sort of would like to, it to be with mathematical formulas. Except I just proved to you how it does work. It's a contradiction. But, Two is not equal to 1.1 repeat mathematically. If you add infinity, it is, because this is like the fourth time I've said this. It, well, infinity is a singularity, and then it's a tautology. The, you could, it could say the, anything. All right, you know what? I've already said it three times. I'm not going to say it again. Listeners, you can rewind the tape. <laughs> it's my explanation. And We're just holds. disagreeing as to whether causality can be violated. Brian thinks I'm, he can he talk his way out of it. I refuse to let him because all right. uh, if get all the etymological differences out of the way, you can't, you know, you cannot violate causality. All right, whatever. Um, but I do think you're onto something with your thought experiment because it, it does raise that. It's a very good point. You know what I'm going to do, Dan? I'm going to find now. I, I know you have a degree in math, physics, <laughs> math, whatever. I'm going to get a mathematician. An, an actual mathematician on this show, and we're going to ask them, and I guarantee you if they're an actual mathematician, a theoretical mathematician specifically, I guarantee they're going to agree with me, at least in principle, that you will get to two. And we'll oh, never no. see two. Even, they'll be meaner. They'll be not even as nice as I was. Oh, the, oh, this is nice is what you're saying? 
Oh my gosh, I saw a professor one time get all huffy because somebody didn't understand that in a definite integral, the constant of integration, one is subtracted from the other. And I remember being like, whoa. <laughs> whoa there, crazy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> the crazy part was that the professor could not explain why that was. Mm -hmm. So there's a huge divide. So my guess is, frankly, you wouldn't be able to find a math person who'd even want to come on the show in the first place. I, I know someone who did do math technically in school, but he's like 10 times crazier than me. So he's All the right, I'm going to invite. I'm going to invite. I'm not going to tell them about thought experiment first. They're going to have to take on their feet. Honestly, you really think you just... you're going to find a mathematician who also enjoys improvisational sketch comedy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, so, so that concludes. We're going we're to continue this uh, once I find a mathematician. Hopefully Absolutely. in the next few shows we'll, we'll, get, we'll get one. Um, I have another, a second thought experiment for you. Okay. Okay, this one does not involve math. Well, it does a little bit, but it's, it's not really about math. Okay, so now I'm not, I'm not sure how the Canadian-American dollar uh, conversion works. Uh, how many Canadian dollars is, a, is an American dollar? I'm asking you, Jen. Yeah, about. Um, I think it's like between 75 and 80. Okay. Cents a dollar. Okay, so 75 to 80 cents U.S. equals like one Canadian dollar. Si, senor. Okay. So can I speak in U.S. dollars? Will you understand me? <laughs> Just to... <laughs> Yes, I will put the the translation robot on my head. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Um, okay, so so I'm going to offer you one hundred thousand American dollars per per year for the rest of your life, untaxable. You need to get the whole thing. Okay, now this is, that's a pretty substantial amount, even in Canada. <laughs> so you'd be able to, you know, get your overpriced latte, you know, buy your overpriced car, live in your overpriced house, right? Sounds reasonable. Okay. And you could pursue your life's work of driving people crazy and pissing them off online. Not only that, I would be facilitated to do even more of it. You would be allowed. You'd have the freedom to to just go go <laughs> forth and multiply your your annoyance your annoyances. Um, well, you know what it is. It's called Jen Sharfing. Like I always tell proxies, like you can take me to a party and just say and just point me on a target and just I you know. I'll do that one. People, they don't even they don't even have to say anything. They just bring me and they they know what'll happen All already. Right. Okay, so let's get back to this. So a hundred thousand American dollars tax free. Okay. Every okay. year for the rest of your life, you can okay. you can sit back with uh with your um, what do you drink up there? Molson, oh, with your Molson, and um, and your uh, and your uh, salted pork or whatever Canadians eat. Back and bacon. Back bacon, and you could just eat salt pork and back bacon and Molson, um, you know, for the rest of your life, um, sitting in a beach chair by the river. So you, that's going to be your life, Jeff. And you'll be able to pursue yoga, 
intentional stretching, whatever you see fit. You'll have the latitude to pursue your life dreams. Okay, so I'm going to give that to you for the rest of your life. But there's a price. Okay. Well, here, here you go. The, the cell factor I already know not to ascribe any weight to this after the whole Hansley Yogananda Marxist thing. All right. Are you are you done trying to go off on a tangent? Right. Uh, I'm coming right. back radially, yes. Okay, so so you get $100,000 a year tax-free American dollars. So, but once per year at some undefined point, some random time, unbeknownst to you or anyone else, this is going to sound really mean, but there's a point to this. And this is the first time I've, I think I've said this, or I've actually explained this, this thought experiment to, to a girl. So it's going to sound misogynistic, but it's really meant for anyone. It just happens to be I'm talking to you now, but I, I don't mean it to sound violent. So I'm kind well, of giving you the whole that point of the show to deprogram people from their whole cultural Marxism, psyop, right, well, self-destructo, this, cultural genocide thing. This will do that. Okay. So at some point, <laughs> unknown to you, a person whom you don't know will sneak up behind you with a baseball bat and beat the living shit out of you. Okay? You will survive. You'll be in a lot of pain. You'll be brought to the hospital. In your case, you have the I'm going to say there's no waiting list. I know in Canada you guys wait nine months to see a doctor, but you, let's just say for the sake of arguments, we're not going to have that, that waiting list. You, you're going to get to see a doctor right away. So you're going to spend about, about a month and a half in the hospital <laughs> with bandages and, and, um, and casts and IVs and all that stuff, and lots of morphine, um, which I guess to some people would be better than the $100,000, but the I digress. So after about a month and a half, you're going to heal. You'll have no lasting damage, no mental damage, no permanent damage whatsoever. You'll be healed. You know, you might have, you know, a few stitches here and there, but very, very minor. Nothing, nothing permanent. And you'll walk out of that hospital. And as soon as you walk down the stairs of that hospital, I personally will give you a bag containing 100,000 American dollars. Every year for the rest of your life. Do Are you, you Jen, to submit to a beating every year? Do you, Jen, accept this proposal for a lifetime of dream pursuit on your part? To get beaten up with a bat? Mm-hmm. Is it one bat beating per year or just one bat beating in, in total? It's one bat beating per calendar year. Yeah, so if you get, honestly, uh, I don't think it's a good idea because I have these reflexes. I'd probably kick the person on the first No, 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 no. You will hard. not be able to overcome this person because they're going to be sneaking up behind you and hitting you probably in the head first with a baseball bat. You'll probably go uh-huh. unconscious right away. It's, it's a severe beating, okay? You're not going to die. You'll be in a tremendous amount of pain, just icky, icky pain. I do not want to submit to a beating for any amount of money, thank you very much. I'm just not that interested dollars. in money. Money's it's not that important to me. A hundred thousand American dollars. Would you do it? No, no. you're saying no. All right. No thanks. I'm disappointed that you answered so quickly. 
Um, Come on, would you submit to a beating for for money? Wouldn't you feel like a sellout? I'd be intrigued by the possibility of that much money every year for the rest of my life. Because I'll have ten and a half months to enjoy it. That sounds like the same logic as teachers who are teachers because they'll have two months of vacation. (laughs) It's like, oh, what do you do? I get beaten to a pulp once a year. (laughs) (laughs) But it's tax-free, baby. (laughs) Uh, Let's let's hold off answering the question and see what happens to exchange rates. Okay, so to the listeners out there, um, I'd love to know what you would do in this situation. If you'd accept this proposal from this thought experiment or not, uh, you can message us at scienceboobies.com. Uh, you can email uh, Jen at scienceboobies and me at brian at scienceboobies.com. Let us know, you know, if you would, you know. No one's going to do shit. Proposal. They're too busy plagiarizing our personality right now. All right, cool. all right, all right. All right, so I'm disappointed. I thought you would go for it. You want me to get beaten up once a year? It just seems like, here's the thing, I just like, I don't know who would be enjoying watching me get beaten up, but I just wouldn't want to give anybody the satisfaction of watching me go down because I know that there's a bunch of people that that they would just love to watch me go down in flames. If you're talking about Facebook, yes, they they would love to see that. Um, They would absolutely adore for me to just make a mistake one time, wouldn't they? They would adore that, wouldn't they? You know, surprisingly, of the people that I've asked this question uh, to locally, um, I'd say 30% say they would do it. 30%, that's pretty substantial. Here's a fun thing to do. Find a hammer and start hitting your head with it repeatedly. Seriously, try it. It's fun. All the cool people are doing it. You'll see stars. You'll see stars. Well, I'm guessing most people are not really thinking about the question. No, I I go into it in, in I go into it with like 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 gritty detail, and I I, I really drive it home. And I, and okay. and they they're like they think about it for like ten minutes or so. They're, they're thinking about it, and then they'll say, "Yeah, you know, fuck it, okay, I'll do it." They're that unhappy with their lives that they'll do that. <sighs> Oh, this is what I so think are you about suggesting some sort of alternate society thing? Where everyone gets the shit beat out of them once a year? Um, no, physical fighting is not usually yearly mandated, but there's right. usually some amount of physical something. All right. All right, so that, that's, that's that one. Okay, so I got one more quickie for you. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> quickie. Uh, um, well, this, this actually isn't really a question that you, this is not, there's not really a right answer. I'm just curious as to what you would do. I'm going to give you the power to either go back in time once to either stay there or, or make a round trip, or I'll give you the power to fly. Which one would you take? Fly. Fly? Oh, God, yes, that's the best power ever. That's all I ever wanted. You could go back in time and meet Yogananda or Buddha or whomever you wanted to. But I have my guru in my present life. I don't need to go anywhere. It's the greatest honor I could ever hope to achieve. You could go back in time anywhere you wanted to and even stay there if you wanted to. And you're going to pass that up 
so you could fly? Well, we already went over this, that time travel is precluded by laws of causality. Barring that, barring that, I would not want to fuck something up. Didn't you ever see that movie called The Butterfly Effect? No, no, okay. So for the purpose, he basically of this... goes back in time trying to fix everything, but ends up making everything way worse. All right, all right, all right, all right. That's a movie, Jen. This is reality, well, okay? So is... I, I'm going to tell you that there will be no messing things up. When you go back in time, nothing will be messed up beyond the local. Oh, you're gonna love this. Beyond the local coordinate system. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you can um, go back so in time. Are you asking who I want to meet? And back in time... Who do you want to meet? Back Who do you want to meet? I'm waiting. Hello. I have no idea. I'm sorry. All right. Okay, so you still... I give Albert Einstein a very stern talking to, and <laughs> I would... I mean, really, nobody sticks out. Um, what if he, what if he um, propositioned you after you gave him a stern talking to I'd say sorry, but your little freak show causality circle jerk doesn't do it for me. And I much prefer coordinate systems that trans- transcend the space-time continuum rather than obfuscate it and make everybody intimidated by it. I have no sexual desire for you, Albert Einstein. Oh, wait, no, I, I do know who it is. Okay, I changed my mind. I actually do have a secret crush, and I'm so in love with him, and, but he's dead for a long time, so I try to put right. it over my head because, you know, when you love someone, they can, you can't be with them. Do you know who um, Huxley is? Otis Huxley? His grandfather. His, his he grandfather? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, <sighs> Sexiest man. Really? Ever. He was considered Darwin's bulldog. So, like, back okay. then, they didn't really have that. They didn't have the same knowledge that they have now of evolution and how, how that stuff kind of works. So yeah. He was defending mostly that thesis, obviously, you know, who Darwin is. And he was sexy at the same time. Um, well, in his younger years, he was pretty dashing. Okay. So you'd go back there and you'd, you'd throw yourself at this hug sleek up. <laughs> Well, I don't want to say throw myself at him. I mean. <laughs> okay, so is that the answer that you would give? You would go back in time rather than be able to fly? No, I would fly because if I went back in time to meet him, it would probably be a huge disappointment. He probably wouldn't be into any of my kinks and, you know, probably just wouldn't even want to talk to me because he had a wife or whatever. So oh, I should choose flying for in the present. Flying right. rule. Okay, flying. So you get to fly. All right, so that concludes my thought experiments for this episode. I, I have nothing else to, to ask you. Um, um, so I guess we could talk about current events. Uh, is there anything, and please don't mention Marxism. Um, is there anything in the news you want to discuss, Jim? Let's go to what's-his-name's question. Who? Trotsky. Who? He said we should talk about neoliberalism. We have to look what, up what it is. Oh, neoliberalism. Find the definition. Can you just pick something that's in the newspaper? Sorry? Pick something that's in the newspaper. Like, pick a, a topic that's just in the paper. Something topical. Something topical. Mm-hmm. I'm not very good at thinking on my feet on account of I don't really follow current events. 
all I know is stuff is going on. And mm-hmm. if you attempt to speak the truth, people will get really offended because they have emotional attachments to ideologies that are not self-consistent. All right. You know what? I'm going to stop you right there because I, I feel like if I let you off the leash right here, you're just going to go nuts. Though. So I'm going to just say, stick around, Jen. Stay with me. The financial crisis of 2007-8 is one of the ultimate results of neoliberalism. Oh, my God. Okay. Right. So I'm, I want to say one thing about that. And All right. That's one thing. That's it. Right there. What do you want to say? And you really like this is exactly why I don't like to debate politics is because so much of it is based on economics and so much of that is based on the quantitative easing slash Federal Reserve slash fiat currency, which has no logical underpinning. So just like your 1.1 repeat equaling two. It does work. You will get to two. So it's not the same thing. It's not like it's a competing hypothesis between or sorry, competing hypotheses between Marxism and neoliberalism, because right. neoliberalism just sounds like a veil under which crony capitalism operates while people are still dumb enough not to realize what it actually is. Do you realize that no one that listens to this podcast wants to hear about politics? I highly doubt that. Really? All right. Say or what you're going to say about neoliberalism. They want, to know, they want to know what the big deal is with politics. They want to know a couple things. They want to know, number one, how the fuck does anyone give a shit about this garbage? All right. Which I'm telling you right now, I, I've looked at it long enough. I live in Ottawa. I can tell you why people are into politics. The answers aren't nice. They're probably a little more indicative of bad quality traits that should indicate the system is needs to be re, rejigged. All right. However, the people in line to rejig the system are, are um, malcontent Marxist proletarian wannabes, which in you and of itself makes no sense. You couldn't help it, could you? You couldn't help us to talk about Marxism. Marxism is the reason why I can't talk about social engineering. And you know I'd love to talk about social engineering, but... Oh, we will. We'll just take a whole episode. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> we can't talk about it free of Marxism because Marxism is basically a pair of scissors that cuts up... I'm, I'm out there in an inflatable boat. And I'm happy in my little inflatable boat. And Marxism is a pair of scissors that comes in and cuts my boat apart and makes me sing in the middle of the ocean. I can't right, right. talk because the only thing I can say is glug, glug. Blood, blood? Glug, glug, because I'm drowning in an ocean oh. of Marxist scumbags. All right, all right, all right, all right. So let me stop okay, you right I there, just, Jen. I, I feel like the society on its and in total needs to be rejigged where people are no longer enabled to be to feel sorry for themselves, which is the heart of Marxism. Okay, all right. Again, Jen, we, we did a whole episode on Marxism just for you. Didn't we do two? One and a half. So I have a message out there for the listeners, by the way. So and then you're gonna like this too. Any listener out there that has a thousand friends or more on their Facebook that will post um, about our podcast has to be a graphical post with a link and something cool <laughs> that you say about it. Every person that does that will get a free T-shirt from Oh, someone wants to be famous. That's right. It's going to make you the show what, grow. Though, I, just, I just really hope that somebody eventually one day isn't such a pussy that they can actually debate me because right. I really have some good points. And it would take, like, a bunch of different people just talk to them in their different fields, but I'm mm-hmm. sure I could convince them. All right. Hey, there's some background noise on your end, isn't it? What are you doing over there? I, my 
my nose accidentally blew into the thing. No, it's like it's 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 a constant sound. It's like a radio hiss. There's those bugs that go. Kick, 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 kick. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone. Okay, so um, again. Astronomers just discovered a strange void near the center of the Milky Way. Yes, that's another show. We're not going to discuss that tonight. You're skipping ahead. You know um, that I know why. Uh, I know why. I know what uh, that is. Aren't you excited to learn? Come on. Is it something to do with Karl Marx? No. Well, you could right. say that the sort of a, like, there is a function in the space-time continuum, you know, void, the, the cause that a void, there is a certain function that it does remind me of him a little bit, but, I mean, oh only right, right, you know, hey. no, no, no. Stop right there. Okay. So once again, um, to, all your, to all your science movie listeners out there, um, <laughs> you have a 1,000-plus followers on your Facebook, you Graphically link us, uh, make it a really good post, and let us know. Send us the link, and uh, I will send you a free science bookies T-shirt. Sound good? Email us. Um, and Should we tell them us. what what is not, what the gug is again? Yeah, in a second. So are you gonna to email us? You go on sciencebookies.com, and it, the links there. Jen at sciencebookies.com or Brian at sciencebookies.com, um, and it's gonna be a gug. It's gonna be a um, yeah, Universal Gaylord T-shirt, uh, which is the uh, the uh, mascot uh, slogan for Science Movies Podcast. Yeah, Universal Gaylord, correct me if I'm wrong, is a person that has transcended all um, all localized and, and prejudicial types of sexuality and reached full enlightenment as far as uh, everything. Is that fairly accurate? Oh, not, not full enlightenment as regards everything, no. They accept that political correctness is pure evil okay. and they are willing to defeat it at any cost, including calling themselves a gay universal gay Lord publicly, even though they've previously probably identified as conservative, which will bring over a bunch of people from other political affiliations just because of how awesome we are. But a gay universal gay Lord transcends homosexuality, any other type of specific type of sexuality. It, it, it's as if, you're now at peace with yourself and everyone else in the universe. Basically, as crudely as you could put it, if you're a exactly. gay universal gay lord, you could have sex with anyone you wanted to and feel totally fulfilled. Call up your boss today and tell him to go fuck himself. Don't worry, he'll get the joke. It's all good fun. Be sure to tell him science boobies told you to say it and have a nice day. Well, I mean, I think you probably, like, would exclude partners that weren't consenting because yes partners that weren't consenting Jen. thank you for adding that i was assuming that people would ask for consent while wearing our t-shirt okay so yes consenting yes it's not a magical t-shirt so lots of guess consent boys and girls <laughs> oh if anyone out there wants to see a really good cartoon about consent um go on youtube and type in uh Consent Tea Cartoon. It's awesome. Jen, you can do it too. It's unbelievable. So, Consent, I will. the T-E-A, like T, Consent Tea Cartoon. Um, how long have we been talking, Jen? For 41 minutes. Okay. I don't think we have time for another large subject, but um, what do you want to do to cap off the show? Do you want to, uh, is there anything specific you want to talk about that has nothing to do with Marxism or neoliberalism? 
or anything else that you always try to interject into our show? Is there something maybe novel that you want to bring up? Well, I'm just, you know, trying to help people move beyond their chains of social limitations. Um, that said, uh, I like the moon is cool. You like the moon? Mm-hmm. I like the moon, too. I always try to include the moon in any of my books, any of my projects. Um, I think the moon is magical. I, I think there's something about staring at the moon at night, a full moon, that does something to you. I can't explain it scientifically. Maybe it's uh, the way the light re- reflects from the sun. Maybe. Did you see my post on the on the pod, on the website and starting out podcast on the on the thing? Um, did you see that one about how the moon creates life on Earth? No, I've, I've not seen that one yet. But uh, all you listeners should definitely go to sciencebloobies.com. There's a link to Jen's Church of Entropy site. Fair warning, pretty intense stuff. You may uh, <laughs> read it and then end up quitting your job and living uh, under a uh, bypass on the highway. <laughs> but, you'll, but, you'll, but you'll be happy. So that, that's the trade-off. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, seriously. It's pretty intense stuff. Um, and I, I, I love how you have all these intense, intense writings and articles, and then you have these huge pictures of you in a bikini. <laughs> it's so that people aren't afraid of me. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. Um, I just want people to be happy. That's so nice of you. That's so nice. You know, but, well, okay. So that, that, that is pretty generous. That's good. I also don't want a crappy entourage because here's the problem. When you have, a, like, a bunch of plebs in your entourage, then the cool mm. people don't want to come around. Yes. If you're hanging out with a nerd, the cool <laughs> people will not come around. So, exactly. Listeners, if you hang out with us, you will be always consumed with coolness. <laughs> and your gug meter, your gug meter will be maxed. <laughs> yep, and you'll be able to fuck anyone you want. <laughs> with consent, of course. And with feel fully consent. with consent and you will feel fully actualized. <laughs> That's guaranteed. But you have to be wearing the Science Boobies Gug T-shirt, the Universal Gaylord T-shirt, that effect to happen. So, and you can just buy the T-shirt if you want to. It's, it's on the website. But seriously, if you want a free shirt, you get over a thousand people on your Facebook. <laughs> post us with a graphic, a really cool post. Email us, let us know. Get a free T-shirt out there for you. But I gotta warn you, when you wear that shirt, people may be attracted yeah. to you. People, people that you've never seen before. People that <laughs> type of people that you would never you know, speak to on the street are suddenly going to be walking up to you and, and begging you to get your opinion on the meaning of life and on, on the state of affairs in this world. And they're going to beg to spend time with you. And they, they're going to want to know what your favorite books are. They're going to want to know what you do with your life. If you're single, they're going to want to screw you. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared. Wrong enough. No, seriously. The shirt is pretty powerful stuff. Um, it's like that movie, The Robe, with um, who was in it? Uh, Richard Burton. This robe gives people magical powers from Christ, and it lets people be healed. Kind of, it's kind of like that. If you don't get healed, you'll get laid, which is actually sometimes better. 
So order the GUG t-shirt with, with that disclaimer. You know, just don't order it haphazardly. And please don't order it for someone that is, is of weak, um, weak constitution because they may um, just have a stroke once they put the shirt on and realize how incredibly enlightened they become and how suddenly atheists and humanists and men with beards and cigars and women <laughs> that don't wear underwear are going to be following you around day and night <laughs> wanting to have candlelit parties, you know, in city parks and green spaces and, 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 and just experiment with, with chemicals and, and peyote and, and listen to chanting and reach a higher level of consciousness while at the same time creating a, a, this huge chicken noodle soup of, of group sex, but in a very positive, sex-positive way. Consensual. Is, well, consensual. Uh, a group sex situation is kind of the maximum entropy state of most cults, so the idea is yes, to but, put that off as long as you can. Okay, okay. Because, so you know, you should, people aren't productive at that stage. The orgiastic oh, yeah. stage is always the, eh, the well, general how about, how about group sex with just three people? Well, then is it really group sex? It's a little more of like a group hug? Yeah. It's kind of, I know we're parsing words. It's kind of a gray area, splitting hairs. Okay, so let's say that the T-shirt will allow you to have three-person group sex with consenting <laughs> adults and be fully actualized. So, um, I, I, but one more disclaimer, Jen. I just want to let people know the T-shirt is not a contraceptive. There is no contraceptive mm-hmm. or prophylactic um, properties of it, you know, that, that it contains. You still have to use protection, boys and girls. Uh, wow. Well, if or you're a guy, you know, they're probably not going to want to use protection because they're going to want that genetic material, right? Yeah, like who wants to wear a rubber like a – that's like wearing a raincoat to a shower, you know? It doesn't make any sense. I mean – I've heard this metaphor before, or, or <laughs> rain boots in a swimming pool. Yeah, well, why would you bring rain boots in a swimming pool? Okay, so boys and girls, uh, make sure the person that you have sex with wearing the Gug T-shirt is not only gives consent but also looks like they're cool. <laughs> and that you're not going to have any issues with them, and, and ask them if they're on the pill, of course. Um, uh, and if you do have to wear a pro- prophylactic, use lambskin because really sophisticated guys use lambskin. So always use lambskin. And it, if the chick you're with asks you if it's lambskin, just change the subject because it might gross them out. Is that accurate, Chuck? I mean, there's there's definitely... There would be a line of reasoning to explore there. Okay. Maybe we should save that for next next episode. Now that all people right. are all gugged out. People are all hot. But I just want to say one thing. I want to say what? one thing. What? You're either going to deal with gugs in charge, fucktards, or you're going to have who's in charge now, and they're bastards. So mm-hmm. submit gugs or submit to whatever else is out there but at least with us you could be guaranteed that we are going to look out for your best interests and we actually genuinely care about people we're not psychos mm-hmm. so the gug network hasn't gone into full force yet but when it does you'll know and uh, if you rebel against it you know you're rebelling against reason so reason is always member, greater than function you can be a member of the founders club of the gay universal gay awards <laughs> in the, inner, the inner circle the founders club if you get a t-shirt now and there's a, <laughs> wearing the shirt, by the way, will increase your chances of getting a good job by about 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15%. 15
and that's, that's guaranteed. a pretty interesting estimate. Where do you uh, where do you draw those numbers from? Um, it's proprietary. I can't really reveal it. Proprietary but, uh, information. Yes, proprietary. Don't you, don't you have that in Canada? Proprietary. All right. Um, on that note, we're going to end the show. Um, Jen, uh, and a good show. Um, a lot of good memories. I'll keep from this show. And uh, do you have we any final words? We need to bring somebody on for me to debate who doesn't know who I am. And it will be right, hilarious. All right, all right. Because no, because then I'll have to, I'll have to turn your mic off, and it, it's gonna it'll, it'll be a shit show. I, I really don't want to do that. It's, they're gonna like hang up and start crying. It's not worth it. <laughs> okay, we'll save it for the next round. All right, thanks, thanks for the next so show. so much for doing the show, Brian. Okay, no problem. Thank you for being thank you for being you, Jen. <laughs> and, um, you've been listening to Science Boobies. Uh, podcast and uh, we check are us out at science. <laughs> check us out at check us out at dot com, and uh, we'll see you the next show. Bye bye. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright twenty sixteen. Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on sciencespoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.